Guys, I am finally starting the NFL RT podcast. Super Bowl 54 is upon us, and I'm feeling pretty good about my picks and the breakdown of the 49ers and Chiefs, so I decided that it was as good of a time as ever to finally launch this thing out into the internet. For those that don't know, my name is Anthony, and I started an NFL fan account on Twitter back in the day. It's grown over the years and now has expanded to pretty much every social media platform out there. One day I'll explain more of the history behind the NFL retweet name, but that's a story we should save for the NFL offseason. For the past year, I've really been putting my focus on producing content for YouTube while adjusting to life with twins and a toddler. It's been quite the ride, but now I'm finally ready to start producing my own podcast. But yeah, enough of the introductions, let's get into this thing. After the fastest five months of the year, the Super Bowl matchup is finally set. And honestly, I just cannot believe that the season is almost over. They seem to get faster and faster every year. But get ready to see red as we head to Miami for Super Bowl 54, where the 49ers and Chiefs will battle to be the champions of the 100th NFL season. Now, I'm going to try to get through this without referencing Patrick Mahomes' annoying girlfriend or his little brother's weird TikTok videos, so, you know, wish me luck. I'll be going into a deep dive here for both teams, and I will start with the 49ers, move on to the Chiefs, compare these teams side by side, go over some interesting prop bets, and then we'll pull it all together and pick a winner here. First, let's break down the 49ers. They went from the second overall pick to being one of the final two teams. I mean, this has just been an incredible turnaround in one season. The 49ers joined the 1988 Bengals and the 1999 Rams as the only teams in NFL history to make it to the Super Bowl after winning four games or fewer the previous season. Now, some parents will pass down to their children a financial inheritance, but Mike Shanahan passed down his championship zone blocking scheme to Kyle Shanahan, which allows you to just basically plug and play guys off the street and they can go off for 200 yards and four touchdowns in one of the biggest games of the season. Mike and Kyle Shanahan are the first father-son duo in NFL history to both lead a team to the Super Bowl as head coach. Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, and Matt Breida are a dynamic trio that have allowed Jimmy Garoppolo to take a backseat and let this ball control offense keep this defense fresh. Now Kyle Shanahan may have the secrets to running the ball, but he grew up in a different era than his father, and I think that he's an air attack guy at heart. It's unclear if he fully trusts his quarterback right now, and the strength of this team is in the running game. Kyle only to spend the next two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, scheming up his signature early quick scoring drive to keep the rushing attack in the game plan throughout. This formula has kept the 49ers in every game this season. They're built with a synergy that you don't often see executed quite this well, and the offense complements the defense perfectly. Those of you that follow this channel know that I would have liked to have seen a rematch with the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game, but watching the 49ers assert their dominance on one of the worst two seeds that I've ever seen was convincing enough for me to give them a shot at this thing. Now let's go over the last team in their way. The Chiefs are coming off an impressive performance where they shut down King Henry and the Titans, something that hasn't been done since like October. They held Derrick Henry to 69 rushing yards. Nice. And that kind of defensive performance has to give them confidence that they can contain this unpredictable 49ers rushing attack. But regardless of how the defense performs going back to last year, the Chiefs as a team always feel confident that they can win every game with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. It doesn't matter how they start the first quarter or the first half, this quick strike offense can storm back from almost any deficit. The Chiefs are 27 and eight with Mahomes as the starting quarterback and have lost those eight games by a total of 36 points, which is an average margin of fewer than five points per loss. And Mahomes has never lost a game as a starting quarterback for the Chiefs by more than a touchdown. Mahomes was also the Chiefs leading rusher in both of their playoff games this year. And that can't be the result on Super Bowl Sunday if the Chiefs want to finally win the Super Bowl. I mentioned a few weeks ago on this channel that LaShawn McCoy was going to make an appearance at some point in the playoffs. And I still think that he's got a chance to do so. He's been on ice for about two months. And I don't know why the Chiefs would do that other than to 
try and get him fresh. Therefore, Andy Reid must think that he's got 60 minutes left in him and was saving him for this opportunity right here. While LaShawn McCoy is not going to be grinding out the yards in the running game, he's got to be a better option, at least as a pass catching running back than Darwin Thompson. But who are we kidding? It's not like Andy Reid really wants to run the ball anyways. Against this strong 49ers defense, the Chiefs red zone touchdown scoring rate is cause for concern. They only convert 54% of their trips for a touchdown, but I guess you could quickly counter this concern by saying, why score all your touchdowns from inside the 20 when you can just score touchdowns from the 40? It's kind of been the mindset of this offense for the past two years. They went from being one of the league's worst defenses to middle of the pack this year. And that might not sound like much, but that's a huge deal for this team being able to actually stop people and is a big reason why they've made it to Super Bowl 54. Now I'm about to get a little sentimental for you guys here, but I really wish that Eric Berry could be signed as like an honorary member of this Chiefs team. He was with this team through thick and thin and he beat cancer while still giving the Chiefs everything that he had on the field at the same time. The treatment just eventually wore his body down and he wasn't able to stay healthy anymore. I really thought that he was going to end up on a roster this year, but that just shows you how worn down and brittle his body has become. I'm not asking for the guy to play, but the Chiefs are a classy organization. At least get the guy some nice box seats in Miami so he can get his 15 seconds on camera at some point during the Super Bowl. All right, now we're going to compare these two teams side by side, and I'm going to share which team that I give the edge to at each position, starting with offense and the most important position in all of sports quarterback. I swear, if one of you 49ers fans tries to dispute this one in the comments, I mean, obviously it's the Chiefs here. They've got to have the nod. They've got the best quarterback in the league right now. Patrick Mahomes is just so freaking good. He took over that AFC championship game and just completely showed out. You could see how frigid the air was, and it was affecting Ryan Tannehill, and it didn't seem like he could get a great grip on the ball, whereas Mahomes, he was just still ripping it with his man hands. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the fifth youngest starting quarterback in a Super Bowl, and I have a feeling this is not going to be his last appearance. The dude has such a solid blend of physical tools that I would match up against anybody's in the league, but he's no slouch in the mental side of the game either. But I'll stop drooling over Mahomes. Let's move on to running back, where the 49ers three-headed monster gets the edge for me because it is the engine that drives this entire 49ers squad, and I'd argue that they could run the ball on every play and still find a way to win. Raheem Mostert had a ridiculous stat line in the NFC Championship game, but it did look like Tevin Coleman was originally supposed to be the feature back in the game plan, and I think that's because he's the most physically gifted and dynamic running back on the roster. But it's these injuries that have just plagued him his entire career and prevented him from really showing everybody what he can do. Coleman's shoulder injury required him to go off on a cart, which that's a little questionable, but his availability is going to be an important detail as February 2nd approaches. Mostert has earned the chance to be the 49ers lead back again, so I do expect him to get a bulk of the carries in the Super Bowl, but if I expect that, then the Chiefs probably expect that. You'd like to have all three running backs to sort of mix things up. And I think that's really how you would keep the Chiefs defense unbalanced. But moving on to wide receiver, I've got to give the nod here to the Chiefs. Say what you want about the man, but Tyreek Hill, the football player, is a football unicorn and couldn't be in a better system paired with a better quarterback. He alone could give the Chiefs the edge, in my opinion, because there's no wide receiver on the 49ers as dynamic as him. There might not be another wide receiver in the league as dynamic as Tyreek Hill. But then you add the fact that they've got Sammy Watkins, who made it through the entire year without a season-ending injury, that alone should be reason to believe that it might be the Chiefs' year. Now, I think that Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders were great additions to the 49ers' offense this year, but at this stage in their careers, they're both kind of complementary players, although I think that Debo Samuel has a chance to be a really unique player. But as of right now, I give the nod to the Chiefs. At tight end, this is where it gets interesting. You've got Kelsey versus Kittle. Now, each fan base is going to pick their guy in this debate. These guys both have got similar, crazy, wild personalities. Their names both 
start with K. Kelsey, he's the better receiver, while Kittle is the better blocker. But yeah, both are perfect fits for their respective offenses. If I'm giving somebody the edge here in daily fantasy, that goes to Travis Kelsey because the 49ers, they would prefer not to put the game in Garoppolo's hands, therefore taking it out of George Kittle's hands. And while I want to take the coward's way out and just say that these two tight ends deserve a push here, I can't do it. So I'm going to look to the depth here and see who's got the better backup tight end. And when you have a tight end with the nickname Belldozer, who's a former quarterback, mind you, from Oklahoma, Blake Bell gives the Chiefs a slight edge here. I'm totally kidding. They barely even use Blake Bell. I just love that nickname. Honestly, can't go wrong with either of these tight ends. They're going to be amazing on media day. And I feel like both of them are going to be trying to top the other. So stay tuned for the tight ends table at Super Bowl media day. And finally, the offensive line, neither the Chiefs or the 49ers are really lining up one of the most talented units in the league, but they are showing that with a little continuity and good coaching, you can get by without an elite unit. Patrick Mahomes and his mobility probably hides a lot of the warts for the Chiefs, but their inability to run the ball may be what holds them back. The 49ers get the edge for me because of their ability to run block and execute consistently. They lost their starting center and haven't skipped a beat. Joe Staley might not be in his prime anymore, but he's probably had the best career and the most skins on the wall out of any offensive line in this game. And on the opposite side at right tackle, Mike McGlinchey has been a solid player. The interior though is probably where their weakest units are at, but the 49ers did a great job filling those holes in the past two years. We know a guy like Chris Jones is licking his chops to get at one of these interior guys. Nonetheless, 49ers get the edge there. Overall, offensively though, as a complete unit, it's hard to argue that the Chiefs are not the overall superior unit. So let's move on to the defense. This video is getting kind of long, so let's go ahead and save some time here. The 49ers have the better defensive unit in all phases. They rush the passer better, they stop the run better, and the secondary covers better. From Richard Sherman to Nick Bosa, this defense has been transformed at the hands of Robert Salah. And even though he got passed over for a head coaching job this year, I think that he's the perfect coordinator for this team, is in the perfect position, and the 49ers should pay him almost head coaching money to keep him around for as long as possible. The job that these front offices have both done, putting these defenses together has been nothing short of amazing. And just like the players on the field, they have earned their position in the Super Bowl. Even though I don't think this defensive comparison was much of a contest in which unit is actually superior, Steve Spagnola also deserves some credit for the turnaround with this Chiefs team. Tyron Matthew has become a Swiss Army knife for them and really allows them to do some different things and disguise looks. And Frank Clark has come around in the second half of the season after a rough start. Let's move on to special teams. To me, this one's pretty simple too. Even though Tyreek Hill doesn't always return kicks for the Chiefs, he's one of the best in the league when he does. I'd expect the Chiefs to use him early early in this role to give them a spark to hopefully avoid another slow start. And as far as kick coverage goes, you saw how the Chiefs were able to get a blocked punt when they needed it most in the AFC Divisional game against the Texans. So I'm giving the nod to the Chiefs here. And then finally, coaching. And I can already hear the 49ers fans slamming Andy Reid in, in favor of the Shanahan bloodlines. But Andy Reid has been an NFL head coach since before Kyle Shanahan was legally allowed to drink alcohol. The guys got the seventh most regular season wins by a coach in NFL history. And the Andy Reid never loses after a a bye week cliche comes from his dominance when he's got extra time to prepare. He went to four NFC Championship games with the Eagles where he developed this reputation as a choker. I'm not here to defend him or blame Donovan McNabb, but I can tell you this. Andy Reid never lost the Super Bowl where he had a 28-3 lead. He did lose Super Bowl 39 to the Patriots, and honestly, that's still one of the more memorable Super Bowls that I can think of and one of my childhood favorites. That was the one where T.O. came back from that broken ankle and played on one foot and dominated Bill Belichick's defense, and it's still wasn't enough. But a Super Bowl will lock Andy Reid in as a future Hall of Fame coach. Either way, these two are some of, if not the best play callers in the league. I'm looking forward to seeing the mind games taking place on the sidelines.
All right, and now for some fun, let's talk about the prop bets. For those that might not be familiar, a prop bet is a wager that doesn't necessarily correlate with the outcome of the game. Instead of betting on wins and losses and scores and point spreads, you would bet on things like how many yards a player will rush for, or how many touchdowns a quarterback will throw. What makes prop betting so fun during the Super Bowl is that you can bet on things that you wouldn't normally consider, like the color of Gatorade dumped on the winning coach or who wins the coin toss. These are some prop bets that I found on the internet that are pretty timeless, and I'm gonna throw out my predictions for them, and then we can come back and check after the Super Bowl to see how I did. Once again, I would love to see who you think will win some of these prop bets. You pick and choose some of your favorites. Let me know in the comments below. But first off, we'll start with the main one, the biggest one, Super Bowl MVP. If the Chiefs win, it's got to be Mahomes, right? Unless Tyreek Hill takes a kick or punt return back for a touchdown, but then he'd have to also catch a touchdown bomb, maybe take a wide receiver screen or an end around to the house. Either way, Mahomes will be on the other side of most of those plays, but maybe I'm missing somebody on the Chiefs that's kind of a dark horse for this award. If the 49ers win, though, I could see Nick Bosa taking the game over and single-handedly shutting down the Chiefs passing game. Otherwise, their running back Raheem Mostert is definitely the favorite for them. How about the first team to score? Like I said before, Kyle Shanahan is a master at the scripted opening drive and the Chiefs have really been getting off to slow starts lately. So I'm going with the 49ers here. Next, I've got first player to score. I think that a scripted drive is gonna get Jimmy Garoppolo going early and some easy passes to rookie wide receiver Debo Samuel to run after the catch is a safe way to do so. I wouldn't be surprised if Shanahan tries to catch the Chiefs defense early with some misdirection plays to Debo Samuel and he is the first player to score. Then the color of Gatorade poured on the winning coach. I mean any other color other than red in this red Super Bowl would be kind of a disappointment so I'm gonna go with red the old fruit punch Gatorade. Now winning the coin toss. I didn't do any research on this I probably should have and I probably could have found which team has been winning coin tosses more often this year but I don't know the Chiefs just seem like a lucky team that wins coin tosses don't they? And doesn't Mahomes just seem like the type of guy that everything just sort of falls in place for him. I'm sure that luck is going to have him hated as the next Tom Brady of the next decade, but yeah, he just seems like a lucky dude to me. All right, the first penalty. Well, I think that Frank Clark is probably still screaming about the Chiefs' victory over the Titans, so I'm sure that he's going to be way overhyped coming into this one. And then calling out D Ford for jumping offside in last year's AFC Championship was savage, but yet also bad karma. So I'm sure he's probably the guy that's going to get the early flag here. Next up, we've got how long will the national anthem last? The over/under for this is a minute and 49 seconds. Well, with everyone's patience growing thinner by the day, I hope that they've told Demi Lovato to keep it short and sweet. And with her being a young artist, I'm sure that she's gonna want to limit the opportunity for her to somehow become a meme. So I'm going with under. Then, how many commercials? The over-under for that is 96. Well, Fox has already stated a desire to limit commercials this year. And in last week's video, I did the research into how much it would cost to buy the naming rights for the Super Bowl. And I found out that there were 86 commercials last year alone. So if they're trying to reduce the commercials and they were at 86, last year. I'm going to go with under 96. I didn't want to get too wild with these. That's all I've got for the prop bets. If you've got any others that you'd like me to answer, leave them in the comments, send them to me on Twitter. I will try to answer them, but let's go ahead and see how all of this comes together and crown ourselves a Super Bowl winner. They say defense wins championships, so the 49ers should have this one in the bag, right? Okay, Boomer, I hate to break it to you, but the analytics say that you need to be able to attack vertically in today's NFL to win. While I think that the 49ers defense is going to get theirs, I mean, they did shut down Dalvin Cook and Aaron Rodgers on their way here, and I don't expect the Chiefs to just walk all over them in any way, shape, or form. But for how long can they contain Mahomes? Even against the Packers, they let up in the second half, and the score doesn't reflect how one-sided that game really was. Against this Chiefs offense, can't afford to let up until the final whistle blows. 
Garoppolo's. We've seen the 49ers win an epic shootout in New Orleans, so there's a chance that they can scheme Jimmy Garoppolo to do it again. But if the Chiefs are able to suffocate 49ers running game like they did the Titans, or even stifle it just a little bit, then I'm not sure that I can see Jimmy Garoppolo carrying the offense by himself without the running game opening up the play action for him. I've always said that in the NFL, the best coach and quarterback combo typically wins the game. And the Chiefs quarterback, he also happens to be the best overall player in the game. So I'm taking the Chiefs. My Super Bowl 54 final score is Chiefs 27, 49ers 20. Before you go, I've got a fun little story about my channel and some of the content that I made this previous year. Last offseason, I bought into the hype surrounding the Cleveland Browns and I kicked off a new summer series that I wanted to continue to do every single year about how some underdog teams could potentially pull it all together and win the Super Bowl. I managed to get four and a half of these done before the season kicked off and it felt weird posting them after the season had already started. Obviously, the halfway completed one didn't get published, but the four teams that did included the Browns, the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Falcons. All all four didn't even make the playoffs despite having legit hopes that they could contend coming into the season. I had one subscriber bring it to my attention that I may have actually cursed these teams, like some kind of Madden curse. Imagine that, right? The NFL RT curse, the NFL retweet curse. So who was that fifth team that I didn't actually have time to follow through on my curse with? Well, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. And this was my first attempt at one of the actual elite teams in the league. I figured after all of these underdog teams, I better at least find one team that was going to be decent and had a much higher chance of winning the whole thing. I planned on releasing this Chiefs edition right after I released my regular season predictions video where you can go back and check. I picked the Chiefs over the Cowboys as my preseason Super Bowl 54 prediction, but I was having issues with my video clips for the Chiefs and time got away from me and the season just crept up so fast and I didn't have time to finish it all. Well, wouldn't it be so fitting that the teams that I published Super Bowl hype videos for ended up getting jinxed and the one that I didn't get finished ends up actually winning the Super Bowl and not only avoiding my NFL RT curse, but also kicking the ass of the match curse by winning the Super Bowl. Not only winning the Super Bowl, but coming back from a dislocated knee to win the Super Bowl. I'm all here for it. Give the man Super Bowl MVP while he's at it. Let's go, Patrick Mahomes. Bring the Chiefs to the promised land. That's going to do it for me. The content on this podcast will be mostly an adapted audio version of my videos from YouTube, but those of you that follow me there know that I'm a huge perfectionist and I can't just take the audio from a video and upload it without any context because I use a lot of visual references that you obviously can't see on a podcast and you probably don't want to listen to me asking people to hit the like button and subscribe subscribe on YouTube. Instead, I'll be asking you to make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. And if you're enjoying this stuff, then leave a review and share it with a football friend. You can follow me at whatever social media platform you use at NFLRT on all of them. This season, I will be breaking down, sorry, this off season, I will be breaking down the NFL draft, talking fantasy football projections, and other NFL topics and stories around the league as they crop up. As always, thank you so much for your time. You could have been listening to any podcast in the world right now, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Good luck to the 49ers and Chiefs, and I hope that everybody has a great Super Bowl Sunday. See you in the next episode for my Super Bowl mock draft.